up, everybody? Michael Nettemeyer here and Joe Geary, and we are your host of the Whitwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whenever it's needed. Today, we are talking about which is more important, customer satisfaction or customer loyalty. Joe, what is it? Customer loyalty. Customer loyalty. So think about that. We, we didn't give you a chance to really think, but if you did, which one were you going to pick? Customer satisfaction or customer loyalty? We're a firm believer in customer loyalty. So with that said, in any business that we operate within, how do we create customer loyalty? One of the core values within our organization is delivering, excuse me, is delivering excellence through five-star service, which is very important. So if we're delivering five-star service constantly, can we build customer loyalty? And what does five-star service look like? And what does it look like to build customer loyalty? So Joe, let's dive into that a little bit about the five points we have to really generate and build customer loyalty. Absolutely. So I'd say the first and one of the biggest things, especially in our industry, the service industry, where we're helping people buy homes and sell homes, is communication and responsiveness. And you hear this all the time, especially from you know people that have worked with different businesses in our industry, where they've said the communication was horrible or the commu- communication was poor or it was non-existent. So our goal is to be very good at communication and responsiveness and excel so the people when they see us at the closing table they say wow you were very responsive your communication was fantastic i can't believe you were so responsive that should always be the goal whenever you're working with a client whether it's the service industry or even the product industry because they want to know that you care and if you're never responding you're not communicating with them it just shows that you really don't care and all that business sees to to the customers, they just see you as a dollar sign. Yeah, absolutely. So communication is extremely important, being responsive. And to your point, it's a huge issue in our industry amongst amongst real estate agents and really amongst businesses in general. So I think one thing you need to think about is, are you that busy that you can't return a phone call? Because if it takes you days to return a phone call, chances are it's not that you're not busy or that it's not that you're super busy. It's one, and if you are super busy, you need to put a system in place and hire some leverage. So if you're that busy that takes a day or two days or three days to follow up on a phone call, well, you need help and you need leverage. But chances are it's just that it's not important to you and you forgot because that will happen a lot, especially if you don't have good systems in place to follow up with people. But communication responsiveness. Be thinking about how can you put a system in place where you're over-communicating with your clients all the time? How do you get your system to a point where your client never has to call you? Like, think about this for a minute. Your client never has to call you because you do such a good job of keeping in touch with them and future pacing the next steps in the process for them. So they're not sitting there wondering, well, what's next? Let me call, let me call Joe because I need to figure out what we need to do next. When your clients never have to call you because you're constantly calling them and updating them, that's when you know you're providing a high level of service. Also, does that mean when they call you, if they do call you, you have to answer your phone every single time? You're out showing property. Do you need to answer your phone? No. The answer is no because you should give your undivided attention to the client that you're with. And you can send a quick text message. I'm in a showing. Can I call you back in 30 minutes? Can I call you back in 40 minutes? I'm in an appointment. Can I call you back in an hour? If you do those things, your client's not going to be sitting there like wondering, why haven't they called me back? What's going on? Because if there's something pressing to a client and it takes an hour to respond, that's a long hour for that client if it's something super urgent because it's all they're focused on. Even though it might not be that big of an issue, it is to them because that's something else I feel like a lot of people in our industry take for granted is that we do this every day. Your client buys a house once every 10 years or so. 
So this is a big transaction to them. It's a big deal. And although you're operating every single day in this industry, they're not. So being able to future pace communication, over communicate with your clients, be extremely responsive is one way where you're going to really build customer loyalty. So when you're sitting at the closing table, as Joe mentioned, they could say, wow, that was a fantastic experience. And then they're going to go out and tell family and friends you're going to build repeat referral business. What's the second one, Joe? So the next one we have is keeping promises and sticking to them. And I think this is a super important one because there's a ton of businesses and people for that matter that always make a big promise pie in the sky and they just completely flounder it and do not deliver it. I agree. So keeping promises and sticking to them. So you've heard the saying under promise and over deliver. I don't like that saying because what it says is I'm going to promise you kind of mediocre or average. And then if I do a good job, a really good job, you're going to be impressed. But if I don't do a good job, not the end of the world because I only promised you average to begin with. So how do you over promise and over deliver? And it starts with keeping promises and sticking to them. So if I over promise on my service, but then increase my action enough to stick to them and make it happen, I'm going to provide a five-star service and a wow experience for people, again, that is going to help build my repeat and referral business. So if I tell somebody what I'm going to do, and this is a big thing too that people, the law to customer service here is simple. It's tell somebody what you're going to do, do it, and this is the thing that most people miss. Then tell them you did it. Because what most people do is they tell a client, hey, I'm going to take care of this for you. They take care of it immediately. Let's just say it's Friday at 11 a.m. right now, 11.30 when we're recording this. And I tell you, Joe, hey, I'm going to take care of this. And I do it right away. But then I don't circle the loop and close the loop and tell you that I did it. And then all weekend goes by. And then your client calls you on Monday and says, hey, did you take care of that? Oh, yeah, I handled it right away as soon as we hung up the phone on Friday. Well, you did it right away. So you thought you were providing great service. And in their mind, it took you two days. It took you all weekend because you just simply didn't, I'm not saying you in person, I'm just using an example, but you didn't close the loop with them. So now in their mind, it took two days or three days to get something done that probably was very simple that could have been done right away, that was done right away. But the fact that they didn't know it was done right away, in their mind now, it was not good service because it took two days to get that, that, pri- that priority done. So keeping your promises, sticking to them, super, super important. So the next one we have is whenever a mistake is made, and trust me, mistakes will be made, even if you think you're perfect or you've been doing something for a very long time or are very good at it, you're still going to make mistakes. So when you make a mistake, take ownership and fix the issue as quickly as possible. Very important. So I feel like in this day and age, too, a lot of people will not take ownership. Like we referenced Jocko's books, uh, Extreme Ownership. Very important. Take ownership, own it, even if it wasn't your fault. So here's the thing. Let's just say you have a lender and a lender messes up, but you referred the lender. Whose fault is it? Your fault. Still your fault. You referred the lender, right? So you trusted this lender to refer them enough. They messed up. You need to own it. It was your referral partner. It was your vendor partner that you referred. They messed up. Own the situation. Look, I understand the mistake was made. I'm sorry that that mistake was made. Here's what I'm going to do to make fix the situation. What most people want to do is just say, well, the lender messed up. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe they messed up. I can't believe they screwed up like that. I can't believe they did it. And they make the problem way worse because they just harp on. And then the client's upset, and then the, the agent feeds into the client's anger and emotion as well. And it makes the problem way worse. Rather than just being the voice of reason here and saying, look, we messed up. Here's what I'm going to do to fix the problem. Even if it wasn't your mistake. 
I'm going to call our lender. I'm going to get this fixed. We're going to get this handled. I'm going to make sure this gets done immediately. I'm going to jump on this. This is my priority. We're going to take care of it, make sure it gets it done. And I'm going to make sure this never happens again. And I apologize. We're going through this. What's so hard about that? But most people won't do that. No, no. And, I, and I'd like to use an example too is say you refer someone a contractor and that contractor does a horrible job and they paid $500 for it. They come back to you and say, hey, this contractor completely messed up. What are most people going to do? They're going to say, oh, man, that contractor must have really changed his ways or must be doing bad work now. You know, I guess you'll have to find somebody else. What you really could do is you could say, hey, you know what? I'll eat that cost. I'll pay that 500 bucks and I'll help find you a contractor that's gonna do it the right way for you. Yeah. And most people see that $500 as an expense, and really you're investing in a loyal customer. Because yeah. a loyal customer is one of the biggest assets for your business, versus just saying, oh, you know what, it's $500, it's $500 out of my commission that I'll never see again. That's okay, they can eat it, and then I'll just get this sale closed. But once you close that sale, that customer's never gonna refer you business, and they're probably never gonna use you again because all they remembered from that entire transaction or that entire experience was that one thing that went terribly wrong. Yeah, you're right. And so to your point, so many people would say, yeah, oh, it's expensive, it's a lot of money, but it is. It's an investment in future business. And you were the one that referred them. So what I would do is I would call that contractor and say, what happened? Right. Are we getting the full picture and the full side of the story? What happened? How can we make this right? Kick in the money if that's what it comes to. Because that's our goal here is that we want to build a brand and a business of helping people, providing the best service possible, and owning mistakes when they're made, even though if they're not our own mistakes. Because it is, in a sense, it's always our fault. And that's really what I, my takeaway from Extreme Ownership was. It's always our fault. If somebody else on your team messes up, well, you could have taught them more. You could have taught them better. You could have taught them not to do that but it's not okay just to blame other people. And that's what happens with people. People make excuses and blame outside circumstances and they blame other people on, on reasons for why they can't get ahead in life. And that's why they don't get ahead because they're so focused on blaming other people for their inaction. Whereas if you just own the mistake, take ownership, keep pushing forward, resolve the issue as quickly as possible, that's one step in providing more loyalty. 100%. What else do we have? Yeah, so number four, the next one we have, and I think this is a, a great one to think about, and it's definitely a mindset shift, is make it about the customer, not about you. Our goal is to solve their problem and not make money off them. Money is a byproduct of us solving the problems for them. Yeah, so that's a huge one. If, if you're putting the commission ahead of your client, you're never going to make it in this business. You might make it for a short while. You might like think about all the people back in 08, like the fly by night lenders that are no longer in the business because they were charging ridiculous fees and just sticking it to people and taking advantage of their situation. And think about that. Like they were putting their commission and the money they were making ahead of the client and really their fiduciary responsibility to the client. So if that's your primary goal, we talk a lot about money because money's a tool. Money can, can increase your life in a lot of ways. Money is important. We live on an economic planet and money is required to live in this planet. And if that is your priority and you're putting that ahead of what's right, then you need to get out of the business because 100%. you're never going to make it. You're, you're never going to build a brand, a reputable brand. You're not in it for the right reasons either. You're not in it to help people. But if you make as Joe mentioned, money is the byproduct for us solving problems for our clients. And so if we can solve enough problems for enough people, well, I promise you, you will build a lot of wealth and you will, you will generate a massive business because you're doing right by people. Now, 
can you get into something, some sort of angle and some sort of scheme where you're taking advantage money and make a quick buck? Absolutely. But what's the point? Like one, you're not going to feel good about yourself because you know you're just literally a screwing piece of people shit. over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like right, you're not a good person, right? So karma is going to catch up to you at some point. You know, whether whether you like it or not, it's going to catch you at some point. You're never going to build a reputable brand. You're going to get one-star reviews. People are going to tell all their friends and family to stay away from you because, because you did a terrible job. And it's all because you put the commission first. Now, even if you're in a spot, because I've been there too, where I had zero money, zero. I was completely broke, even negative, negative checking account back in the day. But I would never put the commission ahead of what was important to the client. The client always came first. Client walks in and says, you know what, we really like this house, but this or that, it wasn't the right fit. You're not going to pressure somebody into buying that if it's not the right fit for them, just because you need a payday, right? You're not going to keep information from a client because you need a payday. You should always do the right thing. Always put the client first. And if you get, and if you build a business that way, your business will grow the right way. You're going to attract the right people into your business that also think that way. And you're going to stay away from all the people that think the other way, where they just think about the money and they're not caring about what's important to the client. 100%. And you never have to worry about money again because you'll always have people coming to you that are referred from those people that you focus on the service with. Because I think it's a two different perspectives on, you know, like you said, the new person who needs money, they just switched careers and they have zero dollars in the bank and they need to make a paycheck today. And that's when it gets very dangerous because they'll cut any corners and they'll do anything they can to get a quick, you know, a quick hit of money mm -hmm. right now versus doing what's right where it might take a month longer, three months longer until they get a paycheck, but it's worth it in the long run. And also when you're not focused on the money and you're focused on the service, you're auto, like in your brain, what you focus on expands. Right. So whenever you're focused solely on service and you just almost pretend that you're not even doing this for money, you're just doing this for free and you're trying to be the best possible uh, servicer you can, when you're focused on service, your brain will automatically find opportunities and ways where you can make the experience for that customer better than you could if you were just focused on the money. You're, yeah, you're completely right. Yeah, so focus on that. Quit. Don't. If you're doing this now and, you're, and you need commission checks, I get it. You know, we've all been there. We've all needed the money. But keep your focus on how do I help people solve their problem. If I have a family that wants to buy a house or sell a house, they have an issue or a problem there. How do I help them solve that and get to the next spot in their life? The commission's secondary. You will get paid. You will increase income. You will generate income if you help enough people solve enough problems. And also, if you're in that spot too, if you just have one person, that's your other problem. You need to talk yeah. to more people. And you need, if you were working with five different people, you wouldn't have that problem versus just working with one because chances are one out of those five people will be ready to do something immediately versus one person their time frame might be three months or even mm -hmm. six months, so you don't want to cut that in half for your own personal gain. Yeah, you're right. From Keeping a full pipeline, off subject from the customer loyalty here, but a full pipeline is super important because if you have one client, you have one of one, and if that deal dies, you're in trouble. right? If you have four or five clients, one deal dies, not the end of the world. You still have four or five more opportunities to go close. So to Joe's point, make sure you keep your pipeline full, and if you start getting busy with a client or two clients, continue to do the activities to keep lead generating in order to keep building your pipeline. But back to it, Joe. Our last and final one for building client loyalty or creating client loyalty. What do we have? So be an expert and know what you're doing and also know the market or the industry that you're in. Super important. So take the real estate industry. How many people in real estate would truly consider themselves an expert on the market? What are we doing to study the market? What are we doing to know the market? What are we doing outside of reading headlines on national news where right now they're saying the market is terrible in some instances? Real estate is very local, 
Real estate is extremely local. Even if you live in a city, one municipality, the market may be totally different from another. One county could be completely different from another. One, one category of price point, the market could be extremely different from a different category of price point. So being an expert and knowing what you're doing and knowing the market is extremely valuable. It's extremely important. So you have to start thinking to yourself, what am I doing to study the market? Am I going out and previewing homes? If I'm in a different industry, what am I doing to become the best, most knowledgeable professional in my industry that I possibly can? What am I reading? What am I studying? What am I learning? What am I articulating to my clients? What message am I sending to my clients to show them that I have value and I know about the market because I am an industry expert? Or are you just somebody in real estate that just opens doors? Says, let me know what you think. Are you educating people on interest rates and what to do to buy down their interest rate right now if they can? Are you educating them how to structure an offer and put it together to make it show the best possible offer if they're competing against three, four, five, six, ten other offers? But really studying and honing in on your craft and knowing your industry in and out is going to separate you from the masses that don't do this every day that are just kind of practitioners. Like you need to be the professional, not the practitioner, not the person that just kind of, you know, fl- you know, ebbs and flows with the market. Like how do we study the market, become the most professional with the best expertise in the market so we can relate that to our client to provide the best level of service? 100%. And I'd say too, it's this is how you build a ton of trust because they always say that people will look for you to be educated or they'll look for you for information and then they won't necessarily work with you immediately. They might take that information, go out in the real world and apply that information, see if it works. And then if it does, they'll have 10 times more trust in you had they not done that. And then they'll come back to you and usually buy from you or use your service or product. Definitely. Agreed. So very important. So if we need to recap our, our, our five steps, creating client loyalty, communication and be responsive. Number two, keep promises and stick to them. Number three, when mistakes are made, which they will, you need to take ownership of it and fix the issue as quickly as possible, even if it wasn't your direct mistake. Own it, figure out a way to fix it, come up with a solution. Number four, make it about them, not us. Our goal is never to solve problem. Our goal is to solve their problem, not make money off them. Money is the byproduct of solving problems for them. And be an expert. Know what you're doing, know the market. You focus on those five things, your business will increase, your your customer satisfaction, and your more importantly, your loyalty to your clients. And that's ultimately what you want to generate is raving fans, people that go out and just want to tell the world about your service and what you did to help them. So anytime they think about, they hear somebody needing your product or service, they're going to immediately think of you. They're going to encourage that person to call you. Your referral business is going to go up. It's not that complicated either. It's do the right thing. Stand by your client, be responsive, uphold your promises, take ownership. If you do all those things, your business will thrive.